Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SB Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 135, The Kitchen Sinks. Uh, gotta hate the More kitchen. More probably, right? The Kitchen Stinks. <laughs> he stinks, that's what he is, stinks. You gotta, gotta hate the kitchen. There's just too much going on there. It's just a mess all the time. Yeah. All right, uh, before we get into it, uh, just remind everybody, patreon.com slash RBR to help support the show. Uh, $5 a month gets you producer credit on the show, and uh, we have more rewards coming soon at some point, we promise. <laughs> all right, anyway, um, New York faces or faced DC United for the first time in 2015, uh, hosting them for their home opener after a bye week. Uh, came up with a 2 nothing victory for goals by Bradley Wright Phillips, which was not nominated for goal of the week. And another goal by Lloyd Sand, which again was not nominated for goal of the week, even though both of them were much better than any of the five that were put up this week. Um, do you have a penalty laid on? Could have uh, made it 2-1 and would have almost, almost made it perfect once again for myself and Truman. But thankfully, in this case, Chris Pontius has booted it straight over the bar. So 2-0 victory uh, from the prediction side of it. And now i got to find it. I'm totally prepared for the show, as you can tell. Totally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, prediction-wise, myself and Truman got it right. Oh, Lester Townsend from uh, What's Metro also got it right. So now it means uh, Truman and myself are tied for first with four points. My Let's Play FIFA prediction is in third place after getting the first <laughs> game right. <laughs> hey, Just look at that. Me playing a video game is better so far than... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine other people. Wow. Just think about that. Co-host Pat McDonald. That was a good video game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but let's get into this one with our likes and dislikes. Pat, you're up first. What did you dislike about the game against DC? Uh, I think uh, it's something we're probably all going to talk about and possibly dislike. Um, I disliked uh, Chris Pontius' cheap shot on... Uh, you know, Chris Duvall. Or not Chris Pony, it's uh, Perry Kitchen, I'm sorry. I mean, that's the show that we named after him, so. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that was obviously, you know, it, it was pretty clear to me uh, on the replay uh, that he obviously deserves a, at least a one game suspension from the league. Um, you know, it, it's, he kind of, you know, dodged a little bit into the guy's knees while stamping on his foot. It was a dirty play. Um, so I think, uh, well, you know, with everything else being pretty good, pretty good about that game, uh, that would have to be my big dislike. And how about, since I won't add on to the, that dislike, uh, but you know, I'll just pile on that there was no, there's no suspension. Yeah. There is nothing given. Uh, apparently it just, it never happened. Uh, the ref never saw it. Uh, you can watch it on Vine and YouTube and wherever you want to watch it, and you can plainly see it, and still nothing came of it. Uh, but I did like Dax McCarty totally calling out the league and uh, the soccer Don on Twitter. That was that was pretty awesome. <laughs> but I mean, just the blatantly obvious, blatantly obvious, blatantly obvious. That was Steven Gerrard esque in the same weekend, <laughs> kicking a guy, you know, for no apparent reason. So yeah, I I don't think there's anything else you could really strongly dislike more than that. You know, I. I... I wanted to dislike something, and I don't, don't get me wrong, I hate the disciplinary committee for not doing its job. I can't blame the ref for not seeing it, the uh, the stomp. Uh, I can't – I forget what the other Perry Kitchen incident was. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna go out of here and say uh, the, the my dislike is going to be – and this is a very minor one, obviously, is um, the TV broadcast because and, – and maybe it's just me – but it seemed like the South Ward's mics were turned off or at least reduced in volume for the first 12 to 13 minutes of that game, which happened to coincide with some incidents that some people may have heard about possibly through the grapevine. Um, so, yeah, if that's the case, then you suck, ESPN. I thought, I don't know, I thought actually the first couple minutes you can hear everything pretty clearly. Yeah. Uh, after that, I don't know, I really wasn't kind of paying attention, but. Yeah. yeah. For some reason, I like the third, 15th minute. I just was noticeably louder. The the South Ward. I I, no, from, I my, from what I watched from what I watched, it seemed to kind of like the 
audio uh, went louder. It seemed to be go between. Uh, yeah, the protests sometimes came over, and then sometimes the typical regular shears uh, being shadowed by GSU and VA, they came over. It kind of went back and forth. Um, but uh, like Truman, I, I, kinda, I think I kind of got enthralled with a good game that I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. I just like the discipline committee twice you issued rulings on this week, and not once is Perry Kitchen on it. So come on. Get your act together. Yeah. All right. Time for our like of the game. Uh, Truman, you go first. What did you like about this one? Oh, let's just say overall, Bradley Wright Phillips' day. He had a hell of a day. I think the only thing he uh, got wrong was right towards the end where he actually could have had a second goal, and he just a little bit stalled on what he th- he thought there was going to be an offside call, and it didn't happen, and by the time he kind of got motivated to shoot, the goalie had come out and kind of made an easy play on it. But uh, BWP was absolutely fantastic in that game. The midfield showed that having just one forward might be able to work this year. It's only the second game, but, uh, you know, Lloyd Sam coming up and playing with him looked absolutely awesome. You know, aside from a dirty foul, you got to like almost everything about this game. I'm going to let you guys say things too because I'm not going to pile onto it, so I'm just going to keep it to Bradley Ray Phillips, and I will add more if you don't say what I think you guys are going to say. Uh you know, I, I think I like I like uh, that that midfield right now, that three man midfield with the uh, question, Dax and Felipe Martins. Uh, I think they're they're real dominant right now. Uh, I mean, it is only the second game of the season, so it would be smart not to go crazy. But um, they're looking really good, really solid, uh, gelling real nicely. Uh, and that's you know that midfield is where a lot of games are won and lost in MLS. So to see that we have a real strong one. Uh, is really encouraging as we go forward with this season, a season that we all thought uh, would be rebuilding. And it may still turn out to be rebuilding, but, you know, it, it, right now it's good to, good to feel excited. Two different back lines and only one major screw-up. I say it's a pretty good – I know it's just two games. It doesn't mean it's going to hold. But that gives me hope, like the three-man midfield is doing pretty well, that we seem to have some sort of defensive uh, cohesion. Because a big part of the problem the last few years was that when guys would be interchanged into the, the back line, whether injuries are missing for national duty, we seem to lose whatever momentum we had. But it seemed like this time going forward, um, it, was, it was Ron Zubar was out, so Miazga slid in, and then I think, that was the, I think that was the only change. But it actually got better from one game to the other. The part that might be that DC did and look great, and they DC got bossed pretty bit, bad in the midfield, so they didn't get a lot. Even though they were pressing towards the ends, like the actual number of chances in the back line was pretty small. But I don't know; it just seems like the back line has some sort of momentum going forward as a unit, and that's something that I, I'm glad to see. Well, maybe this is what Jesse Marsh has been talking about, where if everybody buys into a system, then you will be able to plug players in when other players have to come out. And you're not relying on big names like Hymason Olave that when he was hurt, you knew you were really going to be weakened. And if everyone buys in this system, like they're all been talking about, especially Lloyd Sam's been talking about it, maybe losing a guy for a game or two is not going to be the worst thing to happen to this team. Except for up top. There's just no getting away from that. But. Yeah, I, I think to echo your point a bit, I mean, for the past, you know, four seasons, I mean, as great as Thierry Henry has been, I'm not taking anything away from his time here. But the strategy always just kind of seemed to be kick the ball to Henry and let him do something. Now it's let's play around, you know, every, you know, keep hold possession. I mean, you can't just go to Henry. It's not an automatic. You can you have to go to your other options, and I think it's opening up the game a bit more for this team. And you know what? That that uh, Bradley Wright Phillips goal. It kind of was Henri-esque, wasn't it? Received that big, long ball <laughs> from, like, half the field. Yeah. Controlled down his feet, and that little nice cross kick to the opposite side of the net. I mean, that was so Thierry Henry. Yeah. And, it, and it was great that D.C.'s defenders were, like, on roller skates right at that moment. They so. didn't know why, I don't know. They didn't know where they were going. <laughs> oh, and since since you guys didn't mention it, I have to mention that Luis Robles made a couple awesome saves in that game. Absolutely oh. awesome. Oh yeah, and his point blank one is up for save of the week. So yes, well, well worth it. Absolutely outstanding. Clinsby, are you watching? Clinsby doesn't pay attention to MLS. Didn't you know that? 
Uh, yeah. I don't know if Klinsman pays attention to the national team at this point. <laughs> well, he wasn't. He wasn't uh, yesterday, was he? Yeah, I don't think so. I think he went home in like the uh, 80th minute. He's like, what? That's who, who I played. What was I doing? Oh, yeah, Germany, only a few countries away. I go home for a little while. You guys stay care of this. I didn't call in Omar We're Gonzalez to... and Matt Beasley as center backs. I don't understand. Come on, we were up to nothing. If you score two goals in your national competition, the game's over, right? That's how it works. <laughs> Oopsie. Mine bad. <laughs> you mean I'm already <laughs> giving up on the Breck left back uh, experiment? <laughs> All right. Um, so like I said with predictions, uh, Truman and I got the win-loss draw, right, along with Leicester Townsend, so we're in first. Let's play FIFA's in third. Leicester's in fourth. Everybody else is in fifth place. Um, yeah. it's, only two weeks since, it's only two weeks since the year, so there yeah. will be movement. I mean, nobody's going to catch me at this point, but <laughs> there will be movement. I, I'm just waiting for the Let's Play FIFA to somehow overtake all, all of us. What could happen? You go check out, by the way, if you haven't. It's on Metro. Um I already did the Columbus match, which I did another scoreless draw because I can't shoot, apparently. Oh, <laughs> actually, the only highlight of that game, like FIFA has the built-in highlight reel, the only highlight of the game... And I, I'm serious. There's only one highlighted show. The rest of it was like the pregame, like goalies getting ready kind of crap. Um, the only highlight was me hitting the bar with Wright Phillips, and then it went to then it gave to the score line. And that was it. That was nice. all I. Could. That's apparently the only highlight of my simulation yesterday. Nice. I thought you were gonna say the only highlight was them showing those gigantic lights that they have in Crew Stadium. <laughs> well, they don't have Crew Stadium in FIFA, so they can't show those. And Marp, Marp free. Mapfire, I think it's technically how you say it. I don't know. Wow. Matter. Yeah. Mapfire. All, right. All right, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have on with us Franco Panizo. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. We want to welcome back onto the show for the first time this year. Now with SBI Soccer, Franco Panizo. Franco, welcome back to the show. What's up, show. guys? What's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah. Welcome back. I imagine first that off, job pays like multiple millions of dollars, right? Uh, yeah, not quite. The transfer fee wasn't wasn't that high, but we're working on we're working on the. Ah. <laughs> but for, first, we just say congratulations because the last time we had you on, you were working with MLSSoccer.com. And like I just said, you're now with SBI Soccer, so congratulations on the new job. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Definitely get to uh, do a little more now and uh, maybe sharpen the knives a little bit more than, uh, than I did before. So we'll, we'll see how the year goes. Well, we, we can use some sharper knives around MLS, that's for sure. So congratulations. <laughs> uh, so New York Red Bulls have had two games in three weeks uh, because of – of uh, trying to make room for the CCL for DC United. Uh, how do you think they've looked in the first two weeks? Oh, I mean, for a tough, tough road game in Kansas City uh, and, you know, a home game against your rivals, uh, they haven't looked bad, uh, especially uh, this past weekend against DC United. Uh, they look like a team, like a unit. Uh, you know, obviously they still have some work to do and Still trying to get us, you know, build those chemistry, build that chemistry, and build those partnerships, uh, especially in the midfield and and up top. But they look like a unit. They look like a real team uh, that is not just relying or, or you know defaulting on one guy in, in Thierry Henry. Uh, you know, they look like a, a group of eleven players who all knew they had to get the job done. They all had to do their part, and that you know if the mistake happened, like okay, we're gonna have to make up for this as a team, as you know, we're gonna have to grind through this uh, and. And that's the message that they're trying to take throughout the whole season. You know, they don't no longer can they look for that star player to get them out of trouble. You know, they can't. Dax can't. You know, oh, there's there's Thierry on the left, find him with the pass or whoever. You know, I'm just giving an example, but uh, I think they look like a good group. It's still coming together. Uh, they still have a lot of steps they can they can take in progress, but uh, they look they look decent so far. They look like a a, a very uh, together together team so far. Um, but for me, in watching the game this past weekend, it just felt a little weird. Just there was no X factor. There's no guy on the field that you're like, okay, he can make something happen in in, the, in a split second. There's no the Red Bulls don't have that, and it's been years and years since they have had that. So 
for them to be on the field and, and miss that, you know, that, that player capable of producing that type of moment is, is a little odd. And I think if they really want to make a serious push uh, this year, they're going to have to find that type of player and, and throw him into the mix uh, at some point this year, probably in the summer. Hmm. So you are not completely sold on this system-based team. I mean, this is what we talked about in the first segment a little bit, is that this if they can all play into the system, then you can kind of still plug guys in here and there. But you're I, not, think, I have a feeling you're not completely sold on that. I think they can compete. I think, you know, especially in the Eastern Conference, you know, that they can fight for, you know, one of the top three spots uh, with this group because it's a talented group. I mean, the, the midfield triangle of uh, Sasha Question, Felipe, and Dax McCarty, I mean, that's pretty solid. That, that You know, you'd be hard-pressed hard to find uh, a better midfield uh, trio in at least the Eastern Conference for sure. Um, so I think that alone can, can help get you uh, a, lot, a lot of wins. Uh, and the back line, it's kind of, you know, there's still questions about the back line. Uh, they've held up pretty decently so far, but, you know, we'll see how they handle the rigors of the season. But I still think, uh, you know, you're one injury away <laughs> to Bradley Whitefield from being in big trouble, you know, so uh, – for my money, they need one more dynamic attacker to really give them that edge to really potentially uh, get them maybe to an Eastern Conference final, maybe in the MLS Cup. Uh, I know it's early in the year, so you know everything, you know injuries and all types of things can still happen. But I think they're still missing one big piece. They're one big piece away from being, uh, you know, in the upper echelon uh, of the Eastern Conference end of the league. Do you think, um, you know, a lot of people, I call them fools. Uh, a lot of people think they don't want to spend money this year, and I think that's completely insane. Do you? I mean, do you honestly think by the end of like the August window that the Red Bulls will go out and get maybe not a obviously a gigantic name, but another higher price designated player? Honestly, I, I think it just depends on how they do from here until the summer. And, uh, I asked Jesse Marsh about this in preseason when I. Uh, drove up from Fort Lauderdale to Orlando, and I, I talked to him about this very topic, and he said, look, we're taking it, you know, we're, we're not a finished product, but we're going to see how things go from now uh, into the summer. And if, you know, we, there's an area that we need to address, uh, then we'll try our best to address it, and there is a chance that they bring on a DP. Uh, and I, I know you just said fool, so I might fall under that umbrella, but uh, I do believe <laughs> that they are trying to cut back, and they are trying to be smarter with the way they spend uh, you know, whether that comes from the, the upper echelons of, of the organization or whether that comes from, uh, you know, Gerard Houllier or, or whoever it's coming from, I, I do believe that that is part of it. That They are not necessarily saying that they're not going to spend at all ever again, but they're trying to be smarter about the way they spend. Uh, if you look at, you know, the last two of their three DPs, Tim Cahill and, and Rafa Marquez, uh, you know, Tim Cahill brought some, some great moments uh, in his 2013 season when they won the Supporter Shield, but his other two seasons, uh, or season and a half that he was with New York, he, he didn't really do well. And Rafa Marquez was, uh, you know, for every one good game he had, he had three, four bad ones. So I think they're trying to be a little more, uh, a little more intelligent with the way they spend money uh, and where they invest that money. Um, and, and there's signs all over. I mean, uh, at Red Bull Arena, from a media perspective, and this is, this is just a small sample size, but it's just a little insight into to what I've seen. And uh, you know. You, you go into the into the arena now, and the office for their ticketing and, and sales department has grown. It's oh, it's gotten a complete makeover. I saw them starting on it towards the end of last season, towards the playoffs, uh, and then we saw it for the first time this past weekend, and it's completely been revamped. It looks a lot better, uh, you know, way more. I don't know how to explain this. Uh, just a little, it's more hip. It's just all. It's got white walls and cool couches and it just it just looks completely different completely revamped uh but then you go you go to the, the popcorn bags that they used to feed the media and it, it's gone from a big a big uh cup to it went to a smaller cup and now it's this little bag and i'm telling you man it's not and it, it might seem like oh that's 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 nothing but that's just one small example of of things that i've caught and things that other reporters and other media members have caught about they are. They're definitely trying to cut costs, and they're definitely not trying to spend as much as they used to, and be this, you know, grandiose spender. They're try- definitely trying to be smart about the way they do things. Uh, some might say it's a silly example, but it's just one example that stuck out to me. Uh, and there's there's several others, several others of, of things that that just you can tell that there's a difference from the way I first 
when I was first covering the theme to now. There's just all these little things that you can see, like, okay, maybe there's some truth to this, to this, uh, to this whole, that they're, they're trying to be smarter about how they spend, so. But I, I'll, Jay, hold on, give me just one more, one more, uh, thing on this, is that maybe they've cut a little bit on popcorn, but they have invested heavily on, they put up really, really cool banners in the South Ward when you're walking, uh, through the concourse, promoting like the ESC, supporting the clubs. Uh, they've definitely decorated the stadium to give it more of a feel of not just a plain stadium with banners. What is, I think the walk to the walk, the, uh, locker room has, uh, highlighted pictures from the supporter shield year. So they definitely invested their time in other places. Like, and again, they're just trying to be smart about where they invest their money. I mean, of course, yes, they, they put up the banners. I mean, there was a cool little thing. I didn't mean to tweet about it all week and I just haven't gotten around to it. Uh, is that if you saw the nets, uh, in the goals, I don't know if you guys noticed it. Did you guys see what color they were? I did. They were red and black. Yes, they were, and they were, you know, in uh, horizontal, vertical, oh, excuse me, diagonal lines. So you know, it was kind of symbolic to to the Metro Stars days, and they're definitely trying to appeal to the to the hardcore fan base that's you know that still has the Metro Stars in mind. And like I said, they're they're definitely trying to be smart about about the way they spend now. Definitely trying to be uh, more intelligent. And it, again, the popcorn thing is just a small. And that's just on my end. Just a small observation, but there are the other things that we've noticed uh, where it's like, okay, you know, they're definitely looking to do things a little bit differently than they have in the past. Maybe cutting the popcorn budget is what they need to cover the seventy-one million a year of uh, messy salary. I'm just throwing <laughs> it out there. Hey, you never, you never know. You never know. It could happen. It happens. A lot of popcorn over a year, so Especially with me. I eat a lot, so. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get the freebie with the press pass. I I know how that is. Um, so speaking of investing smartly, um, starting on Saturday is the first ever game of New York Red Bulls two, which is the USL side that will kind of take the place of the reserve team uh, from last year. Uh, still don't know who is on the full roster. I think we have all of like three people we know about at this point. Um, but what do you think this means as a whole for the Red Bulls? And I actually. I, I kind of guess on a bigger basis, MLS, since most of the teams are seem to be going this route. Um, what do you think it means for the team to have a USL club to fall back on for player development? Uh, I think it's a great thing. Uh, I think that's the next step in development in MLS. Uh, when I first got on this beat, uh, you know, 2012, well, I'm, I'm technically not on the beat anymore. I'm still around, but not technically on the beat. Not a beat writer, but when I first got around, I remember going to Montclair and watching uh, – you know, reserve league games on the odd three, four weeks, and it was just one game, and it just didn't have a very serious feel to it, you know. I actually remember, funny or ironic or however you want to put it, but I remember Red Bulls played Montreal, uh, I think it was a Saturday in 2012, and the next day they had a reserve league game at Montclair, and who did I sit next to at this game? None other than Jesse Marsh, who was Montreal's head coach, and Dennis Hamlet, who was the assistant coach, and we talked about the game, but it was just, you know, it was very casual. It was very, you know, it, it, now it seems a little more serious. Is it going to be as intense as an MLS match? Probably not, but it's it's definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, you know, the, the games will come more on a more frequent basis, so it'll help player development. Uh, and as far as, you know, Red Bulls starting it up, I mean, it was that or getting an affiliate. And from what I've heard, uh, getting an affiliate was not going to be cheap. So Red Bulls again with the whole trying to invest their money wisely. Okay, look, do we put? I, I don't. I don't know the exact figures, but do we put X amount into, you know, having a, uh, you know, an affiliate who we don't have complete control over what players play, what kind of style they they implement, or do we spend maybe X plus a little bit more just to have our own team? You know, it might cost a little more, but we get more benefits in terms of how it's run, how everything is operated. So. Uh, they went with the second round. They went with the launching of the team. That's why last year there was a lot of back and forth. They were in the process of thinking about, okay, no, we're not going to start a team. Okay, yes, we are going to start a team. No, we're not going to start a team. Okay, you know what? It's going to be more. Uh, it's going to be worth it to start the team. So that's that's why they went that route. Uh, and it, and we'll see. We'll see how things go. I, from what I've heard, there are uh, things in the works in terms of player signings. You should, I mean, if if the news comes out, if. Uh, you know, it comes out in press releases before the game, uh, you know, to be determined. But there are moves in, in the works. It's not like they're they're going to wait until, you know, the weekend and be like, hey, 
we're going to sign uh, everybody in the in the, in the South Ward to, to come play for us. So. Well, I mean, the game is Saturday, so it's not like they have a lot of time to sign these players. Um, I, I, my no, that's not. Doesn't mean that they haven't been. My my, understa- my understanding is that they are in the process. They're just waiting for all the contracts to be signed before they announce anything. Some some have already been signed. It's... Yeah, I mean, some of them have leaked on Twitter. There's one guy today who um, said he was he signed a contract and actually had a picture of him in a jersey, which ironically was not the senior team jersey. It seemed to be a new jersey for the USL team, which was all white, which I thought was kind of cool. But um, I, I suspect we'll hear a lot of news between tomorrow and uh, probably like. Run midday Saturday because they have to, they have to have at least you know twelve players probably. I think it's twelve players is the minimum roster size. So they got to have at least something before going into Saturday's game. Well, they'll, they'll definitely take a chunk uh, off the senior roster. Uh, you know, with Mary, with the likes of Marius Obakovs. Uh, you know, maybe they throw in uh, uh, Sean Davis or Leo Stoll, depending on their situations uh, in terms of if they travel to Columbus or, or, or you know whatever scenario it is. But you can expect them to take some players. Uh, from the full roster as well for, for this first game, at least. Uh, can we expect, with this you know roster being jumbled together last second, can we expect any cohesion on the field whatsoever, or is it going to be, you think it'll be chaos that we see against uh, Rochester? Oh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> I don't I mean, they're still coming together. I mean, if this if this Red Bulls team, the first the senior team, is still coming together, and they've had you know, a full preseason under their belt, and you can still kind of tell that there's room, a lot of room for improvement at times. Uh, you can only imagine how it's going to be uh, this weekend. But that said, not every other USL team uh, has had the cohesion and chemistry of building a squad. Rochester's, uh, you know, obviously they've had a team for a couple of years, so they still have some pieces that are, that are familiar with one another. So uh, it, it might be it might be tough to watch uh, if you're trying to you know stick trying to get an eye on on Red Bull too, uh this weekend. So, you know, it's funny because the senior team and the junior team play this weekend. Does that mean Connor Laid actually plays minutes on a field? I think there's a good chance he can start at left back uh, this weekend for the, for the first team, for the senior team. I think there's a very good chance of that uh, earlier in the week. I believe Jesse Marsh said on, on a conference call that, uh, you know, uh, I'm blanking on the name, uh, they, they were trying to sign the left back uh, that was in preseason, not Kamar Lawrence. Uh, like his name, Anthony Wallace. Wallace. Anthony Wallace, right? Okay, so they were they're trying to sign him to a deal, but he spoke today, and uh, you know, doesn't seem like a contract has been agreed upon yet. Uh, whether that's because of terms or, or what the deal is, you know, uh, you know, it seems like that's a little more up in the air. It seemed a little more certain on Tuesday than it did today. Uh, today he was a little more vocal and a little more uh, expressive in terms of Connor Lee's experience at that position. So I think there's a good chance that Connor Lee gets the nod. Uh, this weekend on Saturday, especially if if Anthony Wallace can't come to terms uh, on a contract soon, because that that hasn't been announced. And I, I mean, I haven't heard anything if it's been done or not. But if it's not done, I mean, Connolly's going to be the guy. And based on how Jesse Marsana today, it sounds like there's a good chance that Connolly can be that guy. Finally, it's finally going to happen. <laughs> I know you guys want to be happy. You guys want to chant, "We got laid, we got laid." I know. <laughs> that's right. That, wait, that, wait, wait, that's pretty much it. Mean, that's the only reason. What, what do you mean, chant? I, I didn't say fan. I said you guys want to chant. Ah, oh, stupid soundboard failed me. I knew it. Jay was, Jay was hey, trying to everybody. set you up. For We're all going to get laid. Stupid soundboard is not reliable. Come on. <laughs> we, need, we, need a, we need a producer. We need a producer. producer. We need a producer with an actual like, hardware-based soundboard to do this right. <laughs> hey, so the the big party man, Dan Richards, is back, which is nice to see. What did you think of uh, the minutes that he played and kind of playing in a completely new position for the team? Uh, kind of a lot of the same from what I've uh, seen and expected of Dan Richards. You know, it's fast, dangerous on the counter, and it's very dangerous if you have space in front of him. But, uh, you know, his touches let him down from time to time. I thought that was the case on Saturday. There were a couple of instances where uh, Red Bulls could have, you know, just gone full speed ahead and, and maybe created something, but you know, his touch kind of let him down. But uh, you know, again, he's he's still also integrating himself into the team, still familiarizing himself with these with this new era of Red Bulls. He, you know, he's from a completely different, uh, I guess we could say, generation. You know, even though it wasn't that long ago, uh, just in terms of the roster, it's completely different uh, than when he was still around. So uh, I, I do I do remember seeing uh, on one sequence him and Lloyd Sand just streaking down the field together, and I was like. 
man, I remember when Floyd Sam was signed to the team and Dave Richardson had, got, had been traded, how, you know, fans and readers used to say, man, if we had Floyd Sam and Dave Richards, just terrorize the defense just with how fast they are and you know, just seeing them, you know, burn down the sidelines. And I, I saw that moment and I, I just had flashbacks to all those comments and all those all those mentions uh, in 2012 because I was like, wow, it's coming to reality now. And I, I think we'll see more of that, especially as, as Dane Richards gets more uh, settled into the group and finds his, finds his feet a little more. So I asked the team about this and didn't get a response. I'm curious if you might happen to know. Um, when Richards left, he was playing with the Vancouver Whitecaps. So in theory, his rights should belong. His MLS rights should belong to Vancouver. Do you know why the Red Bulls got him? Like it seems like there was no compensation. So did the Vancouver lose his rights at some point? Because as far as I know, they didn't get any money for his transfer because he was left after the contract expired. If I was on the beat, I would definitely be looking into that. But I'm not on the beat anymore. I have no idea why it's not. I mean, okay. You guys probably, you guys should probably ask Christian Dyer because he's been killing it. Uh, great job. Uh, again, all the scoops uh, and breaking news. So. I honestly have no idea why that is. You know, it could be a quirky MLS rule. Maybe he changes haircut. So, uh, you know, MLS, by default, that, that cancels out Vancouver's rights. I have no idea. I have no idea. Okay. Quirky MLS rule? What are you talking about? They don't exist in this league. There's nothing quirky about the rules in Major League Soccer. They exist. We're just not allowed to see them. <laughs> the CBA solved everything. Yeah. <laughs> Has that been no, and we're allowed to see the rules, but not the finalized rules. That's how that's how it works here. Yeah. <laughs> come on, I mean, like come on. When when Dempsey got signed, the whole DP is not allocated thing. Nobody really knew that. It wasn't in the rules at all. Like the the, the big the biggest one to me is Jermaine Jones. I mean, you had two teams bidding against each other, which is what free agency is, but that's not what they want. So that's kind of a head scratcher there. That 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 was a big one for me. Magic yeah. envelope. Magic envelope. Uh, I, I have one. I have one more question for you. If Rafa Marquez is is currently playing on the Red Bulls, okay, there's a penalty kick about to be taken for the other team. He then stomps on the foot of one of that team's defenders. How many games does he get suspended for? Three, at least. At least. Just, and that's just based off of reputation. But I I, I agree with the. Sentiment of your question, I, I get where you're, where you're coming from in terms of how Perry Kitchen gets away unscathed from uh, stepping on Chris Duvall, blatantly stepping on Chris Duvall. It's it's baffling, uh, you know. For me, the whole retroactive suspension, that's fine. That's you know totally legitimate. If you want to go that route, not everyone has to go that route. You know, I'm not for or against it, but if you want to have it, that's that's fine with me. Um, but you're gonna have it. You need to have some sort of consistency, and and that I mean I've seen worse. <laughs> I've seen I've seen less get punished with worse, uh, and that that to me is, is kind of kind of ridiculous because it's it's clear as crystal. Uh, if you watch Simon Borg's uh, you know instant replay on MLSsoccer.com, uh, you know you can see it. It's it's not you can't. It's not like oh maybe he did, maybe he didn't. No, it's clear. Uh, it's clear as daylight for everyone to see. And, uh, how he manages to, to not get punished for that, uh, either in, uh, in the moment or, or afterwards, uh, given how MLS wants to protect players' safety and how you know they're they're completely anti plays like that, I'm just I'm shocked that he got away with that scot free. I have a theory, but it's not one that I'm gonna say on the show and get myself in trouble. Um, <laughs> let's. Let's move on, though. Uh, you got to live, live dangerously. Live on the edge, man. I, I would, but not with this one. <laughs> this one I'm secret. I'll tell you off air, but this one I'm not going to. Anyway. Um, Come on, man. I'm sharing secrets about popcorn here, and you can't. <laughs> he's going to save it for Red Bull After Dark, which is the, the show yeah. the four of us do after we record. We, 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 need, we need something for the future. A couple, couple people. Red Bull Hot, we'll be good to go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, all right, so two things. Uh, first... Uh, what's your prediction for the game on Saturday against the Columbus Crew? Ah, man, that's a tough one because Columbus is, is a very good team. Uh, that's the thing; this medical team's coming together. Uh, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say Columbus takes takes the win uh, at home. Uh, if New York can manage to get a result, even if it's a draw, uh, that that would be that would be big for them uh, and impressive. Uh, to, you know, start the season with two world results and a win at home. I mean, that, that's that's pretty good for a team that's still. 
pretty uh, pretty fairly new and it's missing uh, already missing somehow uh, several of their starters to injury or international call-ups or whatever the, the case may be. So All right. I have to, I have to ask this because we're, we're tracking guest predictions for our show. What scoreline do you think it's going to be? Man, um, three one three one Columbus. I think the defense is very suspect right now. I know they held up well last week, but I mean there's just so much so many changes. You know, again left back. It changed, uh, you know, so I think 3-1. Uh, I think it'll be a close game. I think it could be, you know, 2-1 going in the second half where we'll start pushing for that equalizer late and then we get hit on the counter and, you know, get caught. So uh, I just think Columbus is a really good team. Uh, very impressed by what they did last year. Uh, and they've added to that, kept that core intact. So I'll, I'll take Columbus. Uh, I know it's not a popular choice uh, on this side, uh, but... I'll take Columbus at home. Yeah, it's one, one, uh, one more soccer question before these two clowns got another question for you. But um, <laughs> the uh, hey man, shoot away, shoot away. I, yeah. I, I'm done working for the night, so I can talk soccer all night. But uh, the the blue team has uh, opened so much fanfare uh, amongst the media and the league. Um, has it kind of hit ludicrous speed a little bit? And whether it has or hasn't, do you think overall their rise is good for the Red Bulls? I think the rise, rise is good for the Red Bulls. It just brings more attention to the Red Bulls, good or bad. Whether you know it's a good move or a bad move, it's just going to bring more attention to the Red Bulls. I've always been on, on that boat that New York City FC's arrival was going to be a good thing for the Red Bulls because Red Bulls now have to kick things up uh, into another year, uh, you know, to stay on, uh, you know, on, a, on even terms. So I think it's a good thing. Uh, I think uh, there is little much being made of their success so far. I mean, Yes, they're undefeated, but again, it's three games. We're three games into the season uh, for them, uh, and they've only had one home game. We'll see this weekend how the fan base how the fan base looks. I was there at their first game. It was uh, an impressive crowd in terms of the amount of, of fans that showed up. Uh, but at the same time, the atmosphere uh, it was good, but it, you know there was there was some something that was missing as well. It just you know you had one one section chanting one thing, another section chanting another thing. Uh, the section by the by the media, uh, the press box, they were chanting a third, you know, something else completely. Uh, so that that was kind of like, uh, but I mean, it's, they're still working on things. They're an expansion team. They're still trying to figure things out. Uh, I did. Really, I was really impressed by the Oles that they chanted. It felt like the U.S. Mexico game. Uh, that was pretty cool to see, to see in here. But uh, I think much is being made of them in terms of uh, you know all the all the hype that they're getting. I think. Uh, as the season goes on, it'll die down a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see if they keep winning and they keep getting results on a consistent basis. Then you know it's gonna it's gonna stay on the spot. It's gonna stay on them because uh, you know MLS and, and soccer fans love nothing more than, than a winner. So uh, well, and especially when they're you're, when you're in your expansion year, so everything's new and fresh. And so uh, we'll see this weekend. We'll see, this weekend they have a good test. So uh, they're missing some pieces as well because because of injuries, international call-ups. So. They'll have a, a real test on their hands, and we'll see what kind of crowd they draw. All right, I guess I'm doing this. Cause... Yeah, you sure are. Okay. Uh-oh, uh-oh. All right, so Truman and I have made no qualms with hiding the fact that we're – or showing the fact, I said, that we're wrestling fans. Okay. This, hey. weekend, this weekend is the biggest weekend for uh, the world – for World Wrestling Entertainment. I still want to call it WWF, but I know that's yeah. not the name anymore. Um, WrestleMania 31 – uh, a little bit later, we're going to do a rundown of the whole card, but just for you, title the WWE title match, and I, I don't know if you follow this or not, so if you want to give a joke answer, that's fine. I'm sure Pat's going to do the same thing later on, because all he does is 90s references. Um, <laughs> Brock Lesnar, the defending champion versus Roman Reigns. Who do you think is going to win? Shoot. I mean, I, I used to be a big re- uh, wrestling fan back in my younger days. Uh, I haven't, I've lost track now. I just watch too much soccer. I don't Follow anywhere near as close, but but I do know that Brock Lesnar just re-upped or re-signed the contract to stay in, in WWE. So just on that alone, that's just giving me this hunch, this incredible hunch that he will win just because the <laughs> cast can't get any better than you know re-signing and, and winning a title. So there you go. That's my pick. I like it. I like it. See, so, yeah, I, I, I follow. I follow somewhat vaguely. Well, when Brock Lesnar announces on ESPN, people kind of take notice, so. 
It's all it's all building up for his. Team. All right. So uh, before we let you go, Franco, why don't you tell the people listening where they can find you uh, around the internet? Okay. Uh, you know, I'm on Twitter, of course, at Franco Panizo. Uh, and then I'm, you know, I'm daily on SBI soccer writing stories. Uh, it's unfortunately for, for Red Bull fans, it's not all Red Bulls like it used to be. I'm just doing MLS uh, as a whole. I still have, I'm still in the in the market, so I'm still doing uh, a lot of Red Bull stuff, a lot of New York City FC stuff, but not just that. I'm also doing national team stuff, uh, other MLS teams, depending on, on what storylines we're following. So, uh, but definitely still still going to Red Bulls practice, talking to the guys, and, and trying to get you. Uh, Get you all the latest news on on the clubs. Well, at least not the Dolphins. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I'm trying to like you know cut the hours back. So there's not enough popcorn. <laughs> when, they bring the pop- when they bring the popcorn back, then, then I'm. I feel like that's gonna take, get taken out of context after this, but it's fine. It's fine. At, hashtag free the popcorn. Popcorn gay. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave Rebel out the next thing. If they want to, you know, follow me on Twitter and uh, go back and forth a little bit, that's cool. That's cool with me. Um, I, I'm, I'm all down with that. It's fine. It's fine. It, 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 that's the thing about soccer, man. It, you know, there's so many passionate viewpoints, and uh, it's not black and white. There's a lot of shades of gray, so uh, there's room for anybody to make any any argument they want. And you know, there's no there's real no right or wrong. It's what you, what you think and what you feel. So I have no problem. No problem with, uh, with debating, as long as it's civilized and you, know, you keep it at a respectful level. But um, yeah, man, no, 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 no problems on my end. Hey, here's here's something for you guys. Tim Cahill blocked me on Twitter last year. Never, and I, I, never, I never brought it up. Never brought it up. Um, he, he got offended by something I wrote. I wasn't the only one he blocked. I found out afterwards. But um, yeah. interestingly enough, he was upset about something I wrote. So. Um, if I if I if I can take care if I can deal with that and have to go to work and still talk to him and you know still be professional with with him and have a professional relationship then uh, you know I can I can handle uh, Red Bull off. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Franco, thank you once again uh, for joining the show. We'll have to have you back on later in the year to talk uh, more Red Bulls. Um, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll have our last segment of Red Bull Rant for you right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Once again, I want to thank Franco for coming on the show. Uh, so we do have a game to uh, preview. Uh, I have to say this, though. It's going to suck that we have a second bye week after our only third match of the year. <sighs> what the fuck is going on with this schedule? It's the fucking CCL, the, the CONCACAF Champions League. For some reason, because they put us right because they put us with DC, and I, all right, I'm throwing this out there. I think part of the reason we get DC so early twice is because they hate us. They don't want us to get any momentum with DC. Maybe. Because, seriously, if you put a DC match in the middle of the year, wouldn't they gain so much more steam based on record and stuff like that than now where it's still like, oh, well, we're in preseason mode still, and, oh, DC's out of, happens to be either in or out of the CCL, so they may or may not be playing. And it's just like, whatever. So, yeah, it's Columbus, another bye, and then DC away. I think it's April 11th, so nice. Yeah. Um, all right, so Columbus predictions. I'm going to go first. Cause <laughs> so we don't beat <laughs> Well, he called my prediction twice in a row, and I had it written before we recorded, so I have to get this one in. I am going to go with one draw on the road. Um, right now, I think we're going to have Miller missing, uh, Kamar Lawrence missing, so it means we don't know who our left back's going to be. Um, could it be Connor Lade? We don't know. We haven't heard from him over a year. Um, the, only thing I've, the only thing I know about Connor Lade is that he has a nice handshake when it comes to uh, – Look, Sam, uh, we're on the road after uh, Columbus is going to have a bye week. We just came off of a, quote, emotional uh, game with D.C. We have a bye week to look to, so I think it's just nice, easy, or not easy, but a nice one-one draw because it's going to be one of those ones like some people aren't caring, some people are still in preseason mode and all that crap rolled together. So one-one draw. Pat, Me next. Up. Oh, go ahead, Pat. Uh, so, Pat. Uh, yes. Uh so uh, I think last week's game against D.C. was emotional for people who cry at Disney movies. 
So, in other words, I don't think it was emotional at all. Look, I, I think, uh, you know, even though we came out of a bye pretty uh, hot, I think early in the season a bye is generally negative, and uh, therefore um, – and Columbus didn't look all that great before it uh, with one win, one loss. Uh, you know, despite – the fact the Rebels are going on the road, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, they they really they really looked impressive. I'm kind of hoping that my friend Chris, who uh, works for Opta, and said DC uh, isn't as good as they think. I hope he's wrong, and that last Sunday's I'm right to be impressed by last Sunday's win. Uh, therefore, I think the Rebels will go into Columbus, uh, get the win. Uh, I'm going to go with a one nothing win, uh, despite the fact Connolly is going to be on the left back. I got faith in the little guy. Uh, and uh, we're going to be really happy after Saturday. Two shutouts in a row. Uh, I don't see it happening, but I do see a win as well. Um, I like the way the midfield played this week. Obviously, they looked really, really good. Not super scared of Columbus. Uh, the team is never scared of playing in Columbus. How can you be? It's just a bunch of corn and cows out there, so there's nothing really to be afraid of. Uh, I like a 2-1 win. I'm going to go with the same prediction I did last week, and I think I'm going to get this one right. I think they will give up a goal, but uh, I think Lloyd Sam's going to score again. Yeah. And I think I think uh, El, El Filippio, I think Philippe is actually going to score. Mark that one down. Yeah. That'll, that'll blow mean, all of our minds. Put that you mean, he's, not, smoke it. he's not going to flub a BWP chance again? No. I think, he, he had, I mean, he's been close. He's been nipping. And when you nip two games in a row, I think he's going to put one in. So I like a 2-1 win for the Red Bulls and go on to yet another bye week, and who knows when they'll play next. Maybe never again, according to the schedule. (laughs) They may never play again. I really got to get FIFA 15 to hold me over in these bye weeks. Yeah, we got to start playing each other, Pat. Yeah. Start kicking my ass again. I don't have an Xbox One, but what are you going to do? Can we play that? I think we'll be able to play that because it's still Xbox. I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe you need to man up and buy an Xbox One. You don't want the prices to come down some more. <laughs> All right. Um, so, normally this is where we wrap up the show, but like we've done the, the past few years, being that it is WrestleMania weekend, and Truman and I, of course, are wrestling fans, and Pat is forced into talking about this stuff because of us, we are going to do a WrestleMania preview show. All right. Show, uh, clip, I should say. So, if you don't feel like listening to this because you don't like wrestling, one, uh, I would say start watching wrestling, but don't start WWE wrestling. Uh, start with the indie stuff. Anyway, if you want to skip past this stuff, give it probably about like five to ten minutes. Yeah, I have, I have uh, one more. So- I have one more quick soccer thing after this. All right, we'll right, right. Oh, wait. You, you want to do soccer? How about this? Let's do the soccer thing first. So if they just want to shut us off completely, they can. Okay, I like that. This, this I know none, of, none of our fans would ever turn this show off ever. They, they yeah, listen yeah. to the last fucking note. <laughs> you you really, never know what we're gonna do. Yeah. Uh, really quick, I have a trivia question for you guys. Uh, last weekend wasn't a great weekend for uh, for the MLS. There were six games played on Saturday, okay? Six games. I want you guys to tell me how many goals were scored total in those six games. You each get one guess. Who's going first, Pat or me? Pat can go first. Four? Jay? Two. Five goals in six games. Five. <laughs> there were three scoreless draws in one day. Yeah, it was pretty painful. That is not the impression you want to put on fans that might be getting into this league because of uh, Orlando or Blue NY2. Yuck. And it was it was mentioned on uh, – I think it was on Boomerang Carton or their post-game show. So it was, it was mentioned on the fan. I mean, very quickly passing. Uh, but it's never good when the only thing they mention in passing is that there was a lot of scoreless games. Yeah. That, that's not good. No. So listen, Lee, get your shit together. I know it's only, you know, teams have only played two, maybe three games. But come on, get your acting gear and let's score some goals, shall we? Yeah, you're single entity. Stop letting teams sign good defenders. Yeah. Sell all the good defenders. Get rid of them. Who needs them? Yeah, I'll take the sixty thousand dollar paycheck. I'll play defense. You'll get plenty of yeah. goals. <laughs> Please, Pat. You'll be wait. Six thousand is the. Never mind. I was gonna make a joke with league minimum. I was like, wait, they actually did up that. So yeah. Oh well. All right. Anyway. Um. So any more soccer stuff, Pat? 
Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Um, since, since, since we're going to be nice to our listeners and not go into wrestling and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just had a quick rant about uh, FIFA, and uh, just because, well, because they're always dumb. Uh, I don't know if anyone's been listening that or read, but Ukraine is considering protesting the uh, boycotting the you know 2018 World Cup because it's played in Russia. And uh, if anyone who follows the news, you know, Russia kind of invaded Ukraine and uh, took Crimea, and they're also heavily linked to actively supporting with troops and everything. Uh, the fight against Ukraine in, in within in eastern Ukraine, and so Ukraine is obviously wants to probably not play in Russia. Kind of makes sense, but of course, Sepp Blatter has to get on his high horse. Sepp Blatter is kind of like that hipster who's just so delusional about their political cause. Like you know, he thinks soccer is, fixes everything. He's like he's and he's kind of on his high horse of like. Oh, a boycott is wrong because soccer heals all wounds. It, it's supposed to be a celebration. It's like, dude, get over yourself. I mean, it's kind of like, I think one of those things, you know, fortunately we're not like that with MLS, but it's just like, I, I kind of sometimes feel like with these, like, like soccer is supposed to cure everything. It is the great uh, come together thing for the world. I mean, it's just like, it's so nauseating and it's just so delusional. And uh, yeah, I just, I just wanted to rant on Seth Blatter because he deserves to get taken down and not every so often. Well, don't forget, this is the same guy who thinks uh, moving the Qatar World Cup to the winner is going to solve all problems. Yeah, slavery is mag- everybody. Yeah, Qatar slavery is magically going to go away now. Yep. Don't worry, guys. We took care of it. Winner schedule. Everyone, everyone, go home happy. Mm-hmm. It actually works out well for MLS because they don't have to stop now. But, oh yay! Yeah. Actually, no, 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 wait, no. I'm sorry. It doesn't actually. Uh, it's a good thing. Actually, I, I'm glad you mentioned it because now I, I remember. I want to talk about this. So actually, it's not good for MLS because the competition is going to start in November during the fucking MLS playoffs. <laughs> yep. So that means that the 2022 World Cup will probably force MLS to start earlier in the year or shorten the season. Or, and I would honestly be happy with this, not have a fucking playoff for a year. I have an idea. Don't take 400 bye weeks during the season. How about yeah. that? How about that idea? Yeah. Play the goddamn yeah. game. Yeah. You don't have to worry about it. I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you. Yeah, these bye weeks make no sense, especially since there's now an even schedule. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Oh well, we have to protect teams in the CCL, but only in the knockout stage and not the group stage. Yeah, don't worry about that, guys. Yeah, it's okay to have, you know, four straight weeks of two week games in August, but God forbid it happens in March. Mm. That'd be too much, you know. Come on. Yeah. All right. Let's. All right. So now we're officially going to our WrestleMania preview. So if you want to officially check out of this episode, you probably can. I doubt we're going to talk any more soccer stuff. Um, you never know, but unlikely. <laughs> but you never know. That's yeah, unlikely. You, you never, never, ever know what's going to happen with the show. All right, anyway. So we have nine matches to talk about. Oh, boy. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna make this quick. It's not like we're gonna break down fucking matches, everybody. So. Oh no, don't worry. I, I'm 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 gonna go in what I think is the order. Actually, I don't know what the order is. I'm I'm just gonna read them in whatever order I feel like. All right. So during the pre-show, there's a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE Tag Team Championships. It's Tyson Kidd and Cesaro versus Los Matadores versus the New Day versus the Usos. Truman, who's gonna win this one? Katsaro retains. Boom. Pat. Uh, the ghosts of the earthquake and uh, typhoon pairing. They, uh, <laughs> they interfere with the match and take the belts. You know, that wouldn't surprise me because of the whole intercontinental stealing the belt thing. So, um, but I'm, I'm going with Truman here. It's going to be Kid and Cesaro keeping it going. I, you know, I like the brass ring club for them. Yeah, they should they should go with that. I like the upper cats. Oh, that too. And anything, just come up with a name. That's <laughs> all. All right, and the second, uh, which is now officially part of the pre-show. And I hate this. I hate to like this goddamn name, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And I'm dead serious. That is the exact name of this match. It is basically thirty guys in the ring. They're all going to throw each other out. Yep. That's so. Uh, anyway, um, announced so far are the Miz, Curtis Axel, Ryback, Fandango, Adam Rose, Zack Ryder, Jack Swagger, Titus O'Neil, Darren Young, The Big Show, Kane, Eric Rowan, Damian Mizdow, Sankara, Goldust. Keith Slater, Mark Henry, Connor, and Victor. And the winner of the To Be Determined NXT WrestleMania Access Tournament. Ooh. Yes. All right. So 
Pat, you go first time. Who do you think is going to win that? Uh, I think Coco beware. <laughs> He's always the underdog. He's always the underdog. Yeah. Uh, Curtis motherfucking Axel is going to have his finally have his Royal Rumble moment, and he's going to win this thing and then get squashed the next night on Raw. You mean he's not going to be eliminated? No, he will not be eliminated. He's going to win. Is he going to get squashed by, um, I don't blank on the name for some reason. Don't worry, it'll be someone who just fucking shows up for one night and beats him up and does him no fucking favors. Hulk Hogan is what I was thinking of. Right, well, that's that's what just happened on Raw, so that'll probably happen again. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to say, I don't know, Mark Henry, because why not give it to a guy at the end of his career? Oh, boy. Right. All right. Uh, so next match, uh, let's see. We'll do it. Uh, a Divas tag team match because Ugh. Divas title. Because this is the only title not on the line at this at the biggest show of the year. Makes a ton of fucking sense. <laughs> All right, it's AJ Lee and Paige versus the Bella Twins. Uh, Nikki, who is the Divas tag or Divas champion, and Brie Bella. So uh, Truman, you go first. This one, who do you think is going to win? Not the fans. Uh. Who who fucking cares? Who cares about a fucking tag match when the freaking you could have put the belt on the line? But whatever. I I guess AJ will Paige will win for no fucking good reason whatsoever. Pat? Uh men. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh ignoring that. Uh, I'm gonna say it's AJ Lee or Paige, and then it turns into a this person's gonna go for the title because that's a, how's gonna go. Um, all right, next we have Randy Orton versus Seth Rollins. Pat. Uh, I think um Randy Orton will win. I don't have a joke, unfortunately, for this one. I got cut off guard. <laughs> I will say Randy Orton wins, and then he goes backstage and shits in the purse of Seth Rollins' girlfriend. Because that's that's what he does. He shits in purses, and he will shit in the purse of uh, Seth's girlfriend. Mm. He's a dick. Uh, no matter what happens, we're gonna have at least one RKO out of nowhere. Even though we could totally see it coming, but um, <laughs> I think Seth Rollins is gonna win it because he is the face of the WWE now. So, okay. all right. Next is Bray Wyatt versus The Undertaker, who lost his first ever WrestleMania match last year to Brock Lesnar. Truman, who's going to win? Bray Wyatt wins and then absorbs the powers of The Undertaker like The Highlander. And I would say that's my own little joke, but I stole that from my friends at the Heavenly Podcast, but I really think that's what's going to happen. I think I think Bray wins, and I think Undertaker finally retires. Uh, I think Bray Wyatt wins, but only because of interference by Papa Shango. <laughs> Was he ever part of? Uh, did he ever help the Undertaker? Because that'd be perfect. Uh, no. All right. Well, uh, no, it, he's going to interfere like you know one of those when the ref's back is turned because he's distracted by you know shiny things because that's what ref, wrestling refs get sh- distracted by. Oh yeah. We know. We, we've heard from Dan. Dan Yost told us so. Yeah, it's true. It's truth. All right. Uh, I'm saying Bray Wyatt too. Uh, this would be much better for a casket match, but they're not going to go for that symbolism because it makes too much sense. Um, moving on for the uh, the last non-title match, Sting versus Triple H, the guy who's never been in WWE before. Sting appears for the first time in a competitive match at WrestleMania. So you know what? We're gonna just let Truman go first. Pat can come up with his jokes. Okay. It's that way. <laughs> I think what's gonna happen is that uh, Triple H is gonna beat Sting, and Sting's wearing his crow makeup. He's going to leave, come back out with his Joker makeup. He's going to lose again, and then he's going to come back in his classic 90s uh, neon-colored makeup, and he's finally going to win. So it's going to be the three faces of Sting, just like the three faces of Foley at the Royal Rumble, but uh, this this way with Sting and him going to come out. He's going to have bleach blonde hair. They're going to bleach it in like two seconds. Bleach blonde hair, little crew cut, little blue, yellow, neon face paint. He's finally going to win. What joke can I make? He already took away the surfer Sting joke. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Sting win because uh, I used to like Sting. I still do. I'm rooting for Sting. After a 30 minute intro for this match, it's gonna be a five minute match where Sting wins because if it's his only match, they're not gonna let him lose. Truth. And you know it's gonna be like a 30 minute intro because they have to they have to fill time at this point. Um, well, they'll they'll fill that with the Undertaker trying to get to the ring in one piece. True. 
All right. Next, uh, so now on to the title matches. Rusev, the defending champion, uh, defending U.S. champion versus John Cena. Uh, John Cena wins for no good goddamn reason whatsoever. Absolutely no reason for him to win the U.S. championship at all. But it's John Cena, and it's WrestleMania, and sadly he'll win. Uh, yeah, I, uh, despite the fact uh, from interference by uh, whatever that Russian guy's name was back in the day. Nikolai Volkov? Yeah, him. He's going to interfere uh, uh, because, you know, go Russia or something. And uh, John Cena will, like, start rapping because that's what he does. Thugger Nautilus like, will come back? And then his rhymes. Yeah. His rhymes will just shatter Rusev. And, uh, Beats by Cena. And he'll win, yeah. So. Oh, God. You, you just gave him a new angle, a new um, marker for money. So congratulations, Truman and Pat. All right. Um, I'm hoping it's going to be Rusev because I really don't want to see John Cena win another title. At least not the way – not like this anyway. Not the U.S. title. Not the U.S. title. And, well, no. If he, he, I'm fine with him winning the U.S. title, but just don't squash the guy. That's what's gonna. That's what's gonna happen if he wins. Rusev is gonna lose all his momentum. Yep. All right. Next uh, title match is for the WWE Intercontinental <laughs> Championship, and it is a seven-way ladder match between Bad News Barrett, the defending champion, R Truth, Dean Ambrose, Luke Harper, Dolph Ziggler, Stardust, and Daniel Bryan. Uh, boy. Uh, I'm thinking Daniel Bryan's actually gonna win this one. I think putting some kind of belt back on him would be good for uh. It'd be good for the company, and they kind of owe it to Daniel Bryan. I mean, he has to leave. He has to give up the belt because he's hurt, but then they let Brock Lesnar keep it, even though he didn't show up for this, on the show for six months. So I really think they owe it, owe it to Daniel Bryan, give him the title, and then we'll have a nice little title versus title versus uh, the eventual winner of the heavyweight champion, which we'll get to soon. Uh, I think um, I think the one, two, three kid's going to come in. And just moonsault everybody, Ooh. and uh, and then um, our truth is gonna win because his name is our truth. <laughs> well, we'll do it for la- ladder TV. matches are no disqualification, so that actually could happen. All right, uh, I I kind of hope it's bad news, Barrett, because I want to see him actually continue a title reign. Actually, I want to see anybody continue a title reign. <laughs> Doesn't happen. But it, if it's gonna be if it's not gonna be Barrett, I hope it's Brian or Ziggler because they're probably the two most deserving at the moment. All right, the last match of the night. Um, oh boy. The WWE World Heavyweight Championship match between defending champ Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Oh God, this match is guaranteed to suck, and there's gonna be a lot of booing. Uh, but I think I think. Roman is, for some reason, unknown to everybody. He will win. But then, Seth Rollins cashes in Money in the Bank and pins him, and he becomes the new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, I think, uh, you know, like, Brock Lesnar is going to squash Roman Reigns, but then Roman Reigns is going to get, you know, possessed by the ghost of Hulk Hogan. And And I know Hulk Hogan's not dead. But he probably will be by Sunday. I mean, it's just it's just odds at this point with wrestlers. So the ghost, and then you'll just see Roman Reigns hulk up and you know punch, uh, you know punch uh, Brock Lesnar three times in the face, boot to the face, leg drop, Roman Reigns champion, and uh, and then he'll Hulk Hogan's uh, ghost to leave, and Roman Reigns will get back on the mic and be like, "Me champion, you like him, <laughs> me win." You like me, WWE say so. Are you saying um, boo or boo earns? <laughs> boo earns. Paul Heyman turns on Brock Lesnar, supports Roman Reigns, immediately giving Reigns heel heat. Lesnar becomes a face. Reigns wins the title, setting up SummerSlam. Alright, I'm kind of down with that. I kind of I thought of the idea uh, earlier of uh, Paul turning. I thought that was the only way to put Roman Reigns over at all. At I'm, all. You gotta make him heel. And Lesnar's such a face at this point. He just needs like one little spark, and it's, it's over. It's, he's officially a face. Right. And he has re-upped with WWE, so he's going to be around you know, once every four yeah. months or so. It, it's either that or Brock Lesnar just destroys Roman Reigns. Right. And I don't. that's not happening. Not no, because happen. I, I make Roman look too weak. So right. I do that. Not taking place. All right. So 
there it is, our WrestleMania 31 prediction. Um, I know I'll be watching. I'll probably be tweeting. I don't know what you guys are doing, but I remember Truman saying you're are more than welcome to go to his place to watch WrestleMania, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, I will, I will we're be having going. a little, we're having a viewing party. Yeah, uh, I will be going, and I will be understanding nothing, and I'll be like, and I'll be watching wrestle fans go, da, da, and I'll be like, what just happened? Why are you so mad that guy won? I don't well, that's how you learn was watching other wrestling fans who know. Right. know I don't want to learn. My ignorance is way more fun. <laughs> just, just start making nineties references the whole time. That's always a deal. Yeah, It'll be right, much appreciated. Trust me. <laughs> let's uh, let's quickly wrap this up. Uh, you can visit onceometro onceometro.com, and we're on the same site onceometro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, help us out, fund the show, get us better equipment, uh, better internet connections, all that good stuff. Patreon.com slash RBR. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash RBR. You can email us during the week if your thoughts, questions, and uh, concerns, anything. RedBullRant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329 is the voicemail number. Facebook.com slash RedBullRant. On Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Once a Metro or sorry Once underscore A underscore Metro for Once a Metro at Doctor Stooge for myself at PMACDA2 for Pat at the Truman for Truman scratches for your iTunes Stitcher Radio SoundCloud.com slash Red Hyphen Bull Hyphen Rant. Mm. Any last words before we get out of here? Uh, two things. First, congratulations to my friend Chris Cubis for winning at midnight last night. He was the first ever. Uh, points me invited guy to come on the show and he pretty much kicked ass. So congrats to Chris Cubis. And the last thing I'm going to say is win in Cowtown. Uh, Chuck Taylor for WWE champion and win. I'm in. All right. So for Pat Truman and myself, this was episode number 135 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lace.